Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studio in Alpharetta, it's time for Profit Sense with Bill McDermott. Good morning. Welcome to Profit Sense. This podcast dives into the stories behind some of Atlanta's successful businesses and business owners and the professionals that advise them. We help local business leaders get the word out about the important work they're doing to serve their market, their community, and their profession. I'm your host, Bill McDermott, and this show is presented by McDermott Financial Solutions. When business owners want to increase their revenue, they often don't have the expertise to know where to start or what to do. Bill McDermott leverages his knowledge and relationships from 32 years in banking to identify the hurdles getting in the way and creates a plan to increase profitability and cash flow. We have two great guests on the show today. Nancy Pridgen with Pridgen Bassett Law. Welcome to Profit Sense. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for having me. And Bill, Bill Foley with Foley Design. Welcome to Profit Sense. So glad to have you on the show. Thank you, Bill. Pleasure to be here. Nancy, let's start with you. So I believe you and I met through Casey Gartner with Northwestern. Uh, We've been working together for a a brief time now. Uh, People throw around the term ERISA, uh, but a lot of people don't understand what it is. So tell our audience, uh, what is ERISA and why should our audience care about it? Absolutely, Bill. And thanks for having me on. Um, ERISA is an acronym. It stands for Employee Retirement Income Security Act. And um, it is the federal statute that governs all private employers' um, uh, benefits that they provide to their employees. So um, even though retirement is in the title, it's not just retirement or or pension benefits. It includes welfare benefits, including health, disability, dental, severance, uh, just about any type of benefit that is provided. Um, by an employer that is not a government entity or a church uh, to its employees. And uh, it's an important part of the legal landscape these days um, as we travel through some unprecedented times. Um, It is important for uh, business owners to understand um, that their benefits that they provide to their employees are governed by uh, overarching federal law. So that that's what ERISA is. Wow. So that is uh, that is something. And I want to hear more about that. But but first, I'd really like to hear the story of how uh, you and, and Leslie Bassett uh, started the firm. So tell us a little bit about how in, you and Leslie have developed your experience and expertise. Absolutely. So that uh, that takes us way back many, many moons ago. Um, Leslie Bassett and I uh, were in the ERISA litigation practice group at a well-known Atlanta firm, uh, Ulster and Bird, and we spent many years there um, exploring ERISA litigation deep and wide. Um, It included um, uh, class action lawsuits, uh, the defense of class action lawsuits on behalf, behalf of Fortune 500 to Fortune 100 companies, um, as well as uh, benefit claims on behalf of national insurers. So uh, Leslie and I met uh, way back in the day, 
and uh, have always wanted to practice law together. Um, Leslie went on to King and Spalding for several years, and then um, I branched out and started my own firm. And when the time was right, uh, I was able to lure Leslie away from King and Spalding, and she and I now have our long-awaited partnership, Pridge and Bassett Law. Yeah, that is that is a great story. So this is really uh, kind of a realization for, of a dream that both of you had uh, earlier in your careers. Absolutely. And we we really had no idea so many years ago that, you know, it would come to fruition. Um, you know, we certainly went down um, parallel paths, um, although different paths and stayed friends. But, um, you know, working with doing ERISA litigation for um, deserving folks who need advice on, on ERISA but cannot pay big firm rates uh, was always something that we, um, you know, talked about and finally made happen. Well, and I'm sure that in the current market, which you alluded to earlier, uh, people, uh, employment, uh, separation, a lot of that is is going on with COVID-19 uh, and just the general recession that we have going on right now. So talk a little bit uh, about uh, who your typical client is, uh, you know, what are your target clients like, and what are their needs? So um, that's a great question, Bill. We actually have three different types of clients, and um, we, we really like the balance that we have. Uh, one of our types of clients, uh, obviously, is companies that have benefit plans um, and, and or need employment advice um, for managing their business. So those can be small employers. We've got employers uh, with had some medium-sized clients, which I would say would be 50 to 150 employees. And um, in our ERISA litigation, we also have a, a Fortune 100 uh, tech company that we represent nationally. So those uh, those are our companies that we represent. We really enjoy that process. We also represent individuals, including uh, business owners, executives, C-level folks, um, key employees of businesses that are uh, generally in a transition most of the time between um, leaving one employer and starting another, maybe leaving one business and starting their own. And they need advice on uh, contracts and benefit plans. Certainly the executives will need some um, uh, advice and analysis of their uh employ their executive comp packages and we enjoy representing those folks um, and helping them through their uh, analysis of what's going to be next in their lives. And um, in, in addition to companies and individuals, we do have um, a part of our business where we represent uh, and help uh, personal injury attorneys with segregation matters. Um, segregation is a um, interesting part of the law under ERISA and under the insurance laws where uh, a company who has a benefit plan, like a health benefit plan, uh, if they pay out money on behalf of uh, one of their insureds, 
and the insured recovers a personal injury settlement, then the benefit plan wants to recoup what it's paid out for those uh, benefits. And um, Leslie and I uh, help um, generally injured um, participants who are represented by PI attorneys um, either get those uh, liens waived or substantially compromised. So that's the third um, typical person who seeks out our advice. You have really carved out a fascinating niche for yourself. Indeed. We, we love our niche. Um, we, you know, as I said, we, we represent businesses and uh, employees. We also um, are on both sides of the V uh, in terms of uh, cases. We, we represent uh, people who are being sued and people who are suing. And, um, you know, it's, thankfully, we're, we're very thankful for the um, experience that we got while we were at Austin Bird and King and Spalding that helps us bring the value of big law advice um, to folks who are not in a position to pay big law rates. Sure. Well, and I can see how having perspective, having worked on both sides of, of an issue, both for an employee and for an employer, uh, certainly gives you a, a unique perspective into some of these matters. Uh, and I know you do some public speaking uh, on these topics. Uh, do you have any speaking engagements coming up? Absolutely. So Leslie and I are both speaking at the Georgia Bar's employee benef- annual employee benefits section, CLE. Uh, that's coming up in September. Uh, it had to be rescheduled from March because of the uh, COVID issues that sure. came up in March. Uh, but we're excited about the speaking uh, opportunity there. And um, also, I'm doing a webinar uh, in early August. Uh, these will be posted on uh, on our website. Um, the webinar in early August is about uh, wrongful denial of ERISA benefits and uh, the laws that have been uh excuse me, the cases that have been interpreting um, and applying the laws under ERISA in the last year or so. So I'm sure that COVID uh, has impacted your clients. Uh, It seems like it's impacting just about everything in the marketplace these days. Uh, Can you speak a little bit on how uh, COVID has impacted your clients and their needs uh, and how it has impacted? Sure. So um, COVID, you know, as we know, once once the um, pandemic started, Congress reacted with some federal laws that um, required some additional um, efforts from employers. And uh, we, of course, on behalf of our employer clients and business owners, we provide uh, provided and continue to provide advice about how to deal with the you know, emergency paid sick leave and the Families First Corona Act and the CARES Act um, that, you know, that provided um, certain uh, benefits to employees um, for employers who had more than 50 employees um, and uh, but less than 500. So we've helped uh, guide our employers through those um through those laws. And we've seen the impact on employees as well. Certainly, 
uh, lots of people being um, furloughed or laid off during this time. Uh, there's lots of questions, of course, about unemployment, which we can handle, um, as well as uh, transitional um, questions. And we've been called in on, frankly, on both sides to help uh, navigate the waters of uh, a post-COVID world. Sure. And it's uh, it's a world of uncertainty right now. Definitely. Now, in the short time I've known you, uh, you and Leslie are both ambitious. Uh, the firm is growing. Uh, do you have any professional goals that you'd like to share? We do. Um, first and foremost, we've found that uh, not only our business, but other businesses uh, benefit from a, a focused effort on networking. And so we have um, made that one of our important goals that we will be uh, exploring networking in a, in a more uh, focused and intentional way um, in, this, in this year as we move on and move up with our business. And uh, in addition, we have found that our services are uh, in demand and we need to hire a new attorney. So we are looking forward to finding the right candidate for that spot. Um, we're definitely interested in folks who either have uh, an ERISA background or an employment law background, not necessarily both. Uh, we can teach one or the other, but uh, are certainly we're certainly looking forward to finding the right candidate for the position to help us grow Pridge and Bassett Law as we move on. Well, I know uh, given uh, what's going on in the legal profession, certainly there are some consolidations. Uh, certainly, uh, there are some firms that aren't doing as others, so possibly layoffs. And so I have no doubt that that person will, uh, uh, will surface. And uh, I'm certainly excited about uh, uh, the growth prospects that uh, you and Leslie and Pridgen Bassett Law have. If someone would like to get in touch with you, Leslie, or the firm, what are some of the best ways for, for a potential client or just someone seeking information to get in touch with you? Absolutely. So we have a, a presence on the internet. We have our pridgeambassett.com website. We also have our uh, individual LinkedIn profiles. Uh, folks can certainly look us up through LinkedIn and connect with us that way. Uh, we also have a Facebook page uh, at Pridgen Bassett Law. And um, certainly they can call the firm. The uh, number for the firm is on the website. Um, and it's sort of funny. It's an ERISA number. We, we got a personalized number that ends All in right. ERISA. Like <laughs> so 47033-ERISA. And uh, we're certainly happy to speak with anyone and, and uh, anyone who might think they need our services or want to connect um, in a networking um, position or, you know, want to apply for the job. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for being on the show. This uh, aspect of the law uh, is especially critical uh, during this time uh, with uh, human resources issues uh, coming due to the pandemic uh, I'm excited for, for you and for Leslie and the firm uh, about, your, about your growth plans and about your future. So thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for having me.
And now uh, I'm going to turn to Bill Foley with Foley Design. Uh, Bill, welcome. So glad uh, that you're on the show this morning. Uh, and I want to start with a question. Uh, obviously, part of what's going on uh, on everyone's minds is COVID. So how is the current effect of COVID affecting the design of healthcare, studio, office, and other designs on the future of development projects? Uh, it's had a great impact. Uh, and watching, the, again, the commercial market and being involved uh, uh, in several of the uh, healthcare sides, <clears throat> we've worked with Pruitt Health for uh, – uh, really coming out of the recession in 2008 and 9, and we're fortunate enough to work with them, uh, one of the largest uh, skilled care providers in the southeastern United States. And uh, we've had to go in and find ways uh, physically uh, to provide filtration systems, to provide separation, and uh, <clears throat> alter the uh, mechanical systems of buildings to allow the uh, containment of COVID and the separation uh, and enhance the uh, ability of the healthcare uh, providers. Uh, we've been, uh, uh, ever since the pandemic started, uh, out uh, helping modify and rework uh, and get new standards in place uh, to make those uh, safer. And on the production studio side, uh, an office side. We've worked uh, for years in the studio business uh, worldwide, and uh, they are facing <laughs> what is is just a multiple uh, layer effect of how they've done business over the years. Uh, and we've been working uh, operationally, and then involving in uh, new design on, on the new studios, uh, ways to separate. Uh, the crews to avoid uh, double handling of equipment. Uh, they're bringing safety officers in. Again, uh, we are adding uh, mechanical systems and filtration systems, as well as uh, cleaning and fogging systems between shoots uh, to allow that uh, to happen. And, and we're in the process of designing, uh, again, three different uh, international studios right now. And that aspect is starting to turn more towards a electronic media, uh, what we call smart stages, uh, which don't involve the big crews. They involve a lot more uh, using <clears throat> computer, using tablets for, uh, so there are no paper scripts anymore, but setting up virtual studios which don't require the larger sets. Uh, it, it reduces the staff size. It reduces the timing uh, on the movies. And you're going to see a lot of that uh, coming. Uh, Lion King, uh, uh, several movies that people would know uh, and not know they were shot that way uh, have been done uh, and are, are in way. Uh, we're in process of doing one stage uh, right now uh, that will come on in Atlanta early next year, um, one up in Toronto and uh, one over in um, Dublin, Ireland. Uh, but they're, they're all, uh, again, uh, in production, moving towards uh, that new technology, and it is a byproduct uh, that's accelerating because of COVID. So, Bill, you not only bring uh, a, 
uh, depth of experience. Uh, you know, your business started in 91, so you'll celebrate 30 years in business next year. And I know you you had a career before that, but uh, you also bring a sense of not only uh, the national market, but the international market. Uh, because you you do business with with uh, companies in the U.S. but also uh, abroad, so uh, I'm interested in your perspective. How is the world market moving forward with the impact of development, and what markets are moving forward? Well, uh, it's it's pretty interesting that um, we were fortunate to have gotten in and have been involved in, in uh, studio production for years. Uh, and in healthcare and in senior living. And uh, one, <laughs> one thing that we have found is recession-proof. There is a shortage of senior housing all over the United States. Sure. Uh, but uh, from an economic standpoint, one thing that's virtually recession-proof is, uh, is the movie and television production business. Uh, people, even during the Depression, would pay money to go and see a movie to escape, to see outside. Now that's streaming, but it's still there, and there's still facilities uh, worldwide uh, that are scrambling uh, to produce content and, and get out uh, on, the, uh, on the market. Uh, so uh, that has actually uh, exploded, and right now, uh, worldwide, uh, particularly in, in the uh, studio business, everybody is scrambling to try to have facilities ready to come out of COVID and uh, be able to produce everything that's been sitting there for months uh, at a time. Uh, and they're, they're booking up five years ahead of time right now. So that particular portion of the business is uh, exploding. Uh, commercial uh, obviously is, is slowing down. Uh, especially retail, uh, sure. there's so much empty space out there. Uh, and, and for offices, uh, the new norm is going to be just completely opposite of what's happened over the last two or three years. Uh, I would say like the um, NCR building here in Atlanta, uh, we didn't design, but it was designed for <clears throat> shared use and smaller workstations next to each other. Uh, so that uh, staff could work in and commute. That part, uh, we're finding more and more. Uh, you're going to see more and more uh, working two days or uh, you know, uh, working remotely uh, and, and, and limiting the amount of space. But the office space, we used to figure it 200 square feet per person uh, in a normal office. That was pushing downwards towards so maybe 160 square feet uh, with some of the corporate entities. And now that's just going back the other way. You're getting back up into maybe 300 you know, plus feet in order to get the separation and the distancing uh, to make uh, those work. So uh, there, there's a, a vast change uh, happening and everyone is just starting to react to it. Uh, and we're seeing uh, again, the remote office uh, layout, which impacts, severely impacts uh, some, <laughs> some businesses just can't uh, survive. Like I said, a carpenter can't work remotely. And sure. Just some sure. things that just don't work that way. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of ours in design, a lot of it can be done remotely, but a lot of it 
uh, still needs some face-to-face or physically being able to get out and, and, and work in the field, especially when we're interfacing with construction jobs. So uh, new practices, but, uh, but everybody's starting to adapt. So talking a little bit about the outlook and in the future, uh, what do you see as the responding markets and the project types moving forward? Well, we are um, right now uh, have several projects like hotel projects that are on a pause waiting to see how it's going to move forward. But um, on the other side, the um, senior living market has been so short for so long uh, that there is a, just a great demand of facilities. They are just uh, being modified uh, to meet the again the COVID, the separation, and uh, and how they're they're working, uh, which will continue. Uh, and and that side is still booming. Uh, people are still trying to get in and work with it. And as I said, the studio side is absolutely um, going going crazy. Um, but the other we're seeing is a is a shift. Uh, from the urban density, uh, the high-rise and the residential uh, packing that happened uh, over the years to spreading back out and, uh, and seeing a drive back commercially to uh, the residential market going back into the suburbs, uh, people getting out of the, um, you know, the high-traffic area. And on a real simple okay. note, restaurants are going to uh, more and more open uh, outdoor seating and will uh, because it's a, it's a safer way to, uh, to, to work. So positioned on the world market, how do you see the future in design? Uh, and maybe talk a little bit about uh, what can be done to avoid the downturns uh, of the commercial and retail markets. Well, we, we had, uh, you know, been fortunate to have survived uh, 93 and 2008 um, Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. I've, and my staff has been uh, worked up the added collective experience of our firm. Uh, most of my uh, partners have been with me for uh, right from the beginning, 28, 29 years. Wow, we have uh, I think a hundred years plus collectively with just the staff we have right now of architectural experience. Yeah, that's amazing. Pre pre two thousand eight, um, and, and we we hit uh, a shift, but uh, we spread out in in building types. And uh, two thousand eight killed the golf market. We were doing uh, golf clubs and hospitality uh, communities all over the country. Uh, we had to reinvent ourselves back in in uh, nine, and uh, we did. Uh, but we have branched into uh, areas that are still growing. So we're fortunate in that, uh, uh, again, being in senior living, being in healthcare, uh, being in studio production, uh, and we have uh, some hospitality, hotel work uh, we're still doing that we think is going to rebound. Uh, it's, it's allowed us to work in multiple fields that uh, – Nothing's recession-proof, <laughs> but it's it's allowed us the uh, flexibility to keep design staff uh, up and going. And I think what we have offered for years, which separates us and why we still have a very strong client base, is that uh, we bring value. Uh, 
through the design to the different projects. But it's not about uh, just doing a cheap design. It's about understanding the needs of the client, how to respond. Uh, you just said uh, a little while ago for, for COVID, we're working with existing clients right now. Uh, for instance, Peachtree Hills, uh, we're just getting ready to open a senior community up uh, with the Isaacson family we've been working with for uh, 18 years now, uh, Peachtree Hills. But now we're back <clears throat> revising things to work uh, with the opening, even as the final construction is in place to modify it, to make it uh, more uh, uh, adaptable for, for COVID. So uh, bringing that <clears throat> being uh, responsive and, uh, and really doing uh, a little bit more in the functionality and what we can do to uh, help operational costs and uh, provide basically value through the design process has, uh, has led us through uh, several of these slow times and allowed us to, uh, to thrive. Uh, consider very lucky to uh, <laughs> still be here. Uh, we have not had to lay anybody off uh, through the recession. We actually wow. uh, brought uh, another architect on uh, two weeks ago. And uh, we'll probably be adding uh, two more staff over the next month. So just reflecting on that a little bit, Bill, 30 years in uh, the firm's been in business next year, uh, multiple people on your team, long-term relationships uh, with coworkers, long-term relationships with clients. Uh, it really sounds to me like you've found a, a recipe for success. I want to ask you, uh, uh, what positions fully designed to assist developers in moving forward in the local and in the international economy? Well, uh, I am uh, slowly <laughs> transitioning. And uh, I'll say my, my point right now with fully design is uh, mentoring and training the uh, principals, the uh, architects, interior designers, planners we've got with us. Uh, to move forward, uh, and we've we've always set those values of uh, working one to one with the client base uh, and, and making them successful in that. Uh, we're continuing to do that, uh, and and as I uh, train, uh, we're bringing each one of the uh, owners uh, in and. Uh, we have the new generation of architects uh, and designers working with each of them. Uh, so they'll transition out and uh, hopefully <laughs> uh, just keep right on building uh, and learning. But we, we value, we value the people, we value the team and, uh, and the clients. And that's uh, above and taking that on uh, uh, again, moving forward. Uh, we've kept our size uh, a firm too. We've, we've been up much larger, but uh, we sit at about uh, 28 people right now. And that is about as large as we really want to be. Uh, mm -hmm. We have turned down a lot of clients just to bring work in and take it through so that we could stay personally involved with each one of the projects, uh, you know, with our staff. And that's uh uh, I think a lesson I learned from uh, engineer uh, one of the first years we were working is 
it didn't matter if you're one person or 10 or 100, you can make just as much money and do just as much uh, of a good job with 10 people as you can uh, with 100. And, sure. uh, uh, and, and it's, it's that personal involvement and meeting the clients and, and making the friends that uh, uh, we get with that client base over the years that uh, keeps work coming. And so I've always held the view that uh, uh, when you're shopping for professional services, uh, people really buy differences. They don't they don't buy similarities. So why should developers want to work with Foley Design as they venture forward in a different economy and a questionable future? Uh, because we can achieve their goals in their mind through the design a lot better than just getting uh, somebody to come in and, and put a set of plans together, uh, understanding their business and uh, how to reduce their uh, operating costs and how to really bring a better value. Uh, and I would use the studios as an example. <clears throat> uh, we are uh, just a couple uh, people that are experts on studio design and the difference uh, in, for instance, uh, Pinewood Studios here in Atlanta, when we put the stages together, they, uh, the studio use for a Marvel or for one of the film companies coming in, we have increased the efficiency and reduced their costs through understanding how they work and making the physical space uh, uh, more flexible. So, Lighting company doesn't spend as much time. The set building companies don't set time and it saves them money uh, and, and allows uh, again, the studios to make uh, charge more rent or, you know, be more productive uh, with the expensive time of, of shooting. So that applies to all of the different areas like healthcare and that in the business. It's understanding the business side as well as what you can do in the physical design to improve their operations and, uh, and, and the quality of life in the case of seniors and uh, some of the operations uh, in the healthcare. So this time has been great, Bill. If someone wants to get in touch with you or the firm, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Well, we've, we're on the website fully designed, uh, but uh, the best way is uh, really to, uh, email me. Uh, I'm uh, Bill Foley at foleydesign.com. Uh, I believe uh, still in answering the phone for everybody that uh, matters and, and making contact. Good but, for you. Uh, but uh, running running through a third party just never quite <laughs> quite gets there. And uh, uh, we, we like to, uh, again, have that interface with everybody. And I'm, I'm better at a phone call than I am at a uh, uh, text or something any day of the week. Very good. Well, Bill Foley, Foley Design, thank you so much for coming on Profit Sense today. Uh, Nancy Pridgen uh, with Pridgen Bassett Law just wanted to say thank you uh, for coming on the show as well. Uh, if you want to keep up with the latest in pro business news, follow us on social media for the latest stories. If you want to listen to future Profit Sense podcasts, you can find us on ProfitSenseRadio.com. This is Profit Sense with Bill McDermott signing off. Make it a great day.